Hello and welcome to this episode of Macro Sutra. I'm TCA Sharad Raghavan, Deputy Editor at The Print. And this time we're going to look at something really, really important, which is whether the government is maintaining its discipline on its finances in the run up to the elections. Now, one would think that, you know, when the elections are coming up, that the government would suddenly throw all caution to the wind and spend lots of money in trying to buy votes. But so far, the data shows that there's been quite a lot of discipline. But the latest data shows that this might be wavering. And with us, we have Radhika Pandey, Associate Professor at NIPFP, who has analyzed all of the data and is going to point out some of the interesting trends in it. Thank you so much, Radhika, for joining Thank us. Thank you, Sharad. So now, Radhika, overall, does the government look on track to meet the targets that it had set for itself at the start of the year? We can go into the details in a bit, right. but overall, is it on track? Yeah, so overall, if we see the government is on track, because uh, if we look at the first half, so these are the two milestones, we look at the first half, then we look at the overall year. Mm -hmm. But if we look at the first half, that is April to September, the government's finances look broadly on track. Okay. There are some uh, shortfalls in some categories, but they are more than offset by some other categories. Uh, so but overall, if we see the Overall objective of the government has been to maintain fiscal deficit at 5.9% of GDP uh, in this financial year. And if we look at the first half of the data, we find that some of those, it's broadly on track because uh, one good thing is that it had uh, kept its revenue expenditure growth at a very modest 1.4%, mm -hmm. uh, whereas capital expenditure has increased. And if we see for the first half of the year, everything is, was broadly proportionate. You know, so there are, okay. uh, we expect that around 50% would have been spent on capital expenditure. That has happened. So uh, th things look broadly okay. Uh, if we compare uh, the first six months, but what is what needs to be seen? It's still broadly on track, but what needs to be seen is that with uh, some emerging challenges, with some uh, some possible strain on finances and some additional sources of spending that the government might have to incur, with whether the government will still be able to stick on its path of fiscal consolidation, or there could be minor slippages. Right. So just to give you a little bit of a background, the data that we have is for the April to October period. So recently, the government put before parliament its supplementary uh, demand for grant, uh, which basically is the government asking permission from parliament to spend some more money. And now looking into this also tells you the priorities where it wants to spend more money. Is it subsidies? Is it more capex? So we're going to look into that as well. So now looking at the expenditure side first, has the government's expenditure gone off track or is it largely on track and can this be linked to the upcoming elections? Yeah, so uh, more interesting part is the revenue expenditure here mm -hmm. because as I said, uh, government did a very ambitious, uh, proposed an ambitious target of 1.4% growth in revenue expenditure right. for this financial year, considering that this is the uh, last year before the full-fledged general elections, this was an ambitious target. Only 1.4% increase in revenue expenditure. We know that revenue expenditure includes components like food subsidy, fertilizer subsidy, right. Uh, salaries, pensions, and these are very uh, important constituents of expenditure, uh, particularly during an election year or when election is uh, fast approaching. So, but 
even considering all of that the revenue expenditure was pegged at 1.4 percent uh, growth the growth over the revenue expenditure of last year was targeted at 1.4 percent for right. this financial year uh, but if we look at the first seven months so as you rightly pointed out now we have the data from april to october mm -hmm. uh, this is released by the controller general of accounts uh, uh, the data tells us how much of the uh, out of the budgeted target how much has been uh, raised in terms of taxes how much has been spent in terms of expenditure right. so there uh, what we see is that uh, the, for the last seven months the revenue expenditure growth has been six and a half percent so that is a cause of concern because now if your target is 1.4 percent and if revenue expenditure growth is six and a half percent in the first seven months that means in the uh, next five months you need to do contraction you have to slow down you quite have a bit. to slow down quite a bit and the uh, growth in uh, revenue expenditure has to turn negative in order to stick to the 1.4 percent growth in uh, revenue expenditure that was uh, fixed at the time of the uh, budget uh, announcement and with the elections coming up this seems like a challenging very unlikely thing. possibility uh, considering that uh, already some fresh sources of expenditures have been uh, announced uh, we know that the free food grain program has been extended by five uh, years for this financial year the implication will be only for jan to march because right. uh, till december the allocation for uh, uh, funds were already made so but for january to march some additional spending would have to be made that will put pressure the other thing is uh, on manrega because we have seen that the demand mm -hmm. for work still remains elevated and the budget allocation was 60000 crore uh, there are estimates that maybe the demand for funds under manrega the uh, 100 days uh, guarantee program uh, would uh, likely be around 1 lakh crore so government would have to make uh, arrangements for funding that scheme either through its savings or through fresh uh, demand for grants fresh sources of uh, uh, asking for fund that is another and the uh, third important element is that during the uh, the state elections the government has announced an increase in minimum support price yes. of key rabi crops particularly for wheat the uh, minimum support price has been increased by rupees 150 per quintal now this has both economic and political fallouts because economically also you need to incentivize farmers to uh, sow wheat which right. till now has not uh, picked up the rabi sowing has not picked up and given that the first estimates do suggest a, a dip in production this was needed but it also has political implications in terms of uh, increasing expenditure and that could show up as higher revenue expenditure so if revenue expenditure uh, increases then either you need to have a cushion in the form of higher taxes or you may have to squeeze capital expenditure if none of them then uh, your uh, fiscal deficit deviation might happen you right. may deviate from your fiscal deficit target and apart from this they've also increased the lpg subsidy and yes. the fertilizer subsidy yes so for that already in the uh, demand for grants they have sought additional 13000 crore for fertilizer right. subsidy so uh, these are all these are some of the examples that could uh, put pressure on the revenue expenditure given that the government had uh, proposed a very ambitious uh, growth target of just 1.4 which is like yeah. 
flat growth. Right. And so now you mentioned the demand for grants. Uh, let's go into that a little bit. What are some of the additional expenditure that the government plans to make? Yeah. So just uh, a day before, the government sought additional spending for certain items. So this is the first uh, batch of supplementary right. demand for uh, grants. It is expected that the government uh, will come up with a second uh, batch of supplementary demand for grants in the budget season. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is the overall gross uh, expenditure and then there is a net cash outgo. Right. So gross uh, uh, expenditure increase is more than 1 lakh crore. But out of that, the net cash outgo is going to be 58,000 crore because the rest would be savings from some of the other sources of expenditure. So the net implication that will happen on the fiscal deficit would be 58,000 58, crore only, right. which is quite noteworthy and uh, which is sharply lower than the first batch of supplementary demand for grants which was sought last year because okay. last year it was much higher even the net cash outgo was more than 1 lakh crore. Wow. So in that way, it's a very welcome development that shows government's commitment to, uh, you know, stick to fiscal uh, prudence. Uh, but in terms of some of the important items of expenditure, one is uh, fertilizer subsidy, uh, 13,000 crore and almost 5,000 crore is for uh, uh, food subsidy because right. of the extension of the uh, free food grain program. Then there are some other uh, uh, subsidies, there are some other expenditures for the uh, cash handouts that are given to farmers Absolutely. and also uh, Mandrega, uh, but that would be taken care of through additional savings. So th these are some of the big items. In addition, there are very small items of expenditure, some new services which were not part of the budget, with their uh, on which they are incurring expenditures. Right. So just on the on the expenditure side, just to recap, uh, revenue expenditure has already become more than the government's target. And so that means for the next five months, it's going to have to actually reduce it. It has to become negative for the next five months if it has to meet its target for the year. A lot of this expenditure seems to be in the form of subsidies, LPG, food uh, and various other uh, subsidies that the government has promised. It has already gone to parliament asking for permission to spend more money. It will likely again go to parliament later in the financial year asking permission to spend more money. But that's on the expenditure side. Now on the revenue side, yeah. Are there any challenges that you are seeing from the data that the government is likely to face on the revenue side? Yes, so there are challenges on the revenue front also. One big set of challenge is on the tax revenues and then the other set of challenge is on the disinvestment receipts. Right. Okay. So on tax revenues, till now, if you look at the first six months of data, tax revenues were quite uh, buoyant and uh, the growth was quite encouraging. But what has happened in October is that most of the uh, key taxes have reported a contraction uh, oh. as compared to October of last year. Okay. Just if we look at October month. So there are two ways. One, we look at April to October growth mm -hmm. over April to October of last year. And we look at just the October tax revenues, uh, various tax revenues like corporation tax, income tax, excise duties, custom duties. And most of these taxes, except for uh, uh, income taxes, as well as uh, GST, most of the other taxes have reported a contraction. For oh. instance, corporation tax has reported a contraction of 13%. That means in October of 2023, the uh, net collection, the gross collection of corporation taxes 13% lower than October of 2022. Okay. Now, 
these are some challenging uh, 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 points about the uh, the tax parts uh, particularly given that corporations are having extraordinary profits so what explains the decline in corporation taxes that is a challenge which people need to which uh, policymakers may be grappling with that's what's causing this uh, volatility you know in between right. also in one of the uh, previous months of the financial year also we saw a decline in corporation taxes in terms of the rate of growth and then we had discussed that it might be because profits are coming from the sectors that don't actually pay that much tax and then yeah. the tax paying industries yeah those are not those aren't actually doing that yeah. well and that we discussed in during the first quarter right uh, but if we look at the second quarter we have seen that uh, you know profits have been uh, uh, quite uh, encouraging mm -hmm. led by decline in commodity prices yes. we've talked about manufacturing sector revival in the gdp data so under these circumstances uh, the decline in corporation tax is something that needs to be washed out for maybe it's just a one month blip and maybe it will uh, increase in the uh, coming uh, months maybe it's a seasonality issue there could be various uh, issues but the data shows that corporation tax has reported a contraction in this uh, financial in uh, the month of october uh, similarly is the case with customs duty also right. they have reported uh, it has almost turned half of the growth rate is 50 percent decline as compared to uh, October of last year. But that stands to reason our trade has also been falling. Uh, yeah. Both exports and imports have been coming down. Yes, so yes. customs duty would come down. Yes. So uh, but, but they all have implication for our fiscal math. Okay. Yes. So and because of this October trend, overall April to October growth rate has been lower this year as compared to April to October growth in tax revenues of last year right. because of October. Uh, also, as a percentage of budget estimates, mm -hmm. what the government had raised in the last year, it's been lower this year. That how much it raised in the month of April to October as a proportion of the budget estimate is lower this year as compared to last year. Right. And uh, barring income tax that is true for most of the other taxes which puts pressure on the next few months exactly so right. that is on the tax uh, uh, side on the disinvestment side we know that government had already scaled down its uh, budgeted target right. uh, last year the target was 61,000 crore this time it was scaled down to 51,000 crore but Till now, uh, the disinvestment collections have been just 8,000 crore. So that wow. means that government would have to, in its revised estimates that will come out along with the vote on account, we could see that there's a substantial scaling down of the disinvestment receipt. Right. Maybe it could fall to half from 51,000 crore to 25,000 crore because most of the significant disinvestment plans have not fallen through. Uh, we have seen Hindustan Zinc was one of the important disinvestment plan. Uh, IDBI was one of the important Investment. Right. So these are uh, not likely to materialize this year, which will again put pressure on the receipts front. Mm -hmm. Encouraging thing is that the non-tax revenue have been very good because government have uh, has received uh, dividends from RBI and state-owned uh, commercial bank. So non-tax revenue, but not counting disinvestments. The the non-disinvestments, non-tax revenue. Yeah. So disinvestment right. is the non-debt creating capital receipts. Right. So this is non-tax revenue, which is uh, part of your I, revenue I receipts. So I understand. overall receipts include revenue receipts and capital receipts. Right. 
In capital receipt, we talk about non-debt creating capital receipt, mm -hmm. which is disinvestment, disinvestment and also asset monetization. And right. both of them have not picked up uh, this year. For asset monetization, the government had uh, pegged a target of 10,000 crore and nothing has happened. Yeah, zero. So, it's zero. So, uh, these are some of the challenges. And But encouraging thing, as I said, is that that is more than offset by non-tax revenues yeah. uh, this year. But, you know, this will not be the case every year because right. this time the RBI gave uh, a dividend which was much higher than the previous year. So maybe there are a lot of things that go into the collection of non-tax revenue. Mm -hmm. But overall, uh, one uh, challenge or th something that needs to be washed out is the uh, collection of taxes uh, in the coming months and the second thing is uh, what will happen to disinvestment receipts. So those are the two challenges on the revenue front. Right. And now all of this, the fact that it's going to, the government's going to have to cut down on revenue expenditure, tax revenue is not doing that well. Does this have implications for the government's capital expenditure plans? Because it's been talking a lot about how capital expenditure is what is driving growth in the economy. Yes. And it's been going strong on capital it's expenditure. It's been going very strong on capital expenditure. Both central and state governments have been doing strong till now on mm -hmm. capital expenditure, despite this being the election season. And another small uh, challenge that could emerge is the uh, on account of the nominal GDP growth. Right. Yeah, because, uh, you know, all the targets, fiscal deficit to GDP, tax to GDP, is, they are all benchmarked to GDP growth. Right. And in the uh, budget, the GDP growth was fixed at the nominal GDP growth was uh, estimated at 10.5%. Mm -hmm. But what we see in the first half is that the nominal GDP growth has been only 8.6%. Right. So that means that nominal GDP growth would also have to pick up to provide that cushion to attain the fiscal deficit target of 5.9%. Because if your nominal GDP yeah. growth comes lower than what was uh, targeted in the budget, then your uh, numerator, that is the absolute level of fiscal deficit, would also have to fall right. to achieve the 5.9% uh, deficit target. So that is something that needs to be seen. Mm -hmm. Because in the first half, nominal GDP growth has been uh, lower. Yeah. And uh, given that commodity prices are declining, wholesale price index based inflation has been in the deflation zone for the last seven months, it looks unlikely that nominal GDP growth would suddenly shoot up in the next uh, five months to provide the necessary cushion. You so, might have a strange situation where the government is actually hoping for some inflation yeah. because that might help it with the nominal GDP Absolutely, growth. Absolutely. But the, uh, the good things, you know, it's a very complicated thing where uh, on the one side, the positive thing is that commodity prices are falling. So it's giving mm -hmm. a boost to your real GDP, right. but it's creating problem for your nominal, nominal GDP. GDP. So, yeah. uh, but all the fiscal indicators, your tax collection, they are all benchmarked to nominal GDP. And if that, and last year, we uh, last to last year, the nominal GDP growth came higher. So it provided that cushion yeah. to fiscal deficit. This time that cushion may not be provided. Again, to be fair, this, this, the deviation due to this could be very small, but whatever we are discussing, you know, cumulatively, if all of them materialize, they right. could have 
a perceptible impact on the fiscal deficit. So we were talking about capital expenditure. Yeah. Also. Yes, capital expenditure. If so, if revenue expenditures are not curtailed, and mm -hmm. if government decides to uh, stick to its fiscal deficit target, then maybe there could be an expenditure compression in the form of capital expenditure. So that is something that needs to be seen. What so what happens in the second half of this year, particularly the next uh, five months, will be very crucial to determine whether the priority on capex still uh, remains or the government is willing to. Uh, slightly deviate from its target but its momentum on capex will remain so those are the uh, complex policy challenges that the government would have to face in the coming months right because if it slows down on capex then maybe growth, growth in the next few slow. quarters will, will slow. slow down yes because we've seen that uh, gross fixed capital formation has remained high buoyant we've seen there was an 11 percent growth in july september uh, quarter right. and uh, private investment though there are signs we've seen that you know capacity utilization has picked up but still some kind of uh, support has to be provided through government capex and if mm -hmm. it comes down it will definitely have implications for growth so under this situation if tax revenues pick up so this october uh, decline is uh, offset by you know Im improvement then we may not see a substantial scaling down of capital expenditure so there are various possibilities whether right. tax revenues are able to provide the necessary cushion in the event of revenue expenditure surpassing its uh, target right and now uh, we have a question from sankalp which has to do with the government's capital expenditure and infrastructure push. He says that now should the Modi government take a step back from uh, excessive infrastructure spending and instead encourage more private borrowing? Private borrowing are, we are seeing that this happening. If you look at the bank credit growth, mm -hmm. the retail loans are already uh, high and therefore uh, RBI has put a, a curb on it by putting, increasing the risk Maybe weights. Maybe means the private sector, yeah, then so, borrowing and investing. So, but that is something that can, government by itself cannot encourage. The government can only do certain things like increasing capital expenditure and helping and crowding in private sector investment right. and, uh, you know, providing uh, 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 a conducive environment for investment uh, but what we've seen there was a statement by the CII president he said that you know it takes time for private investment uh, to uh, again start uh, showing a continuous uptick because there have been so many periods of uncertainty yes. starting from COVID then Russia Ukraine war then uh, commodity prices flaring up and then again the another uh, conflict in the Middle East so it takes time for uh, uh, private investment to see a, a significant pickup, a sustained pickup. Mm. Uh, so, but there are already green shoots of uh, recovery in private investment in terms of uh, the capacity utilization, which uh, has increased in some of the industries, and uh, that has to do with private investment because if private investment would not increase, capacity utilization will not increase. Uh, so, government on its side can only provide the necessary environment and uh, increase government capex to crowd in private investment investment but what needs to be seen is going forward will the government in the next year's budget what is its uh, target for uh, capital expenditure will it continue uh, doing the same push in the next year also or not because right. we've uh, heard chief economic advisor saying that maybe next year the same kind of momentum may not be given okay. uh, and there could be some slowdown because government now needs to back out and private investment uh, needs to be given more uh, space so that will depend on a 
host of factors. It will depend on how uh, quickly the policy uncertainty wanes and what happens to cost of borrowing, what happens to uh, the entire business climate as a whole. Of course. Right. So there you go. There's a lot happening with government finances. Revenue expenditure has exceeded its uh, target so far, which means that in the next five months, the government has to pull back on a lot of its subsidy expenditure and all of that, which seems unlikely with elections coming up. So on the other side, what it needs to do if it wants to meet its fiscal deficit target, it needs to raise its tax collections. That too seems kind of challenging given the past data so far in this financial year, tax collections aren't doing that strong, but non-tax revenue seems to be growing quite well. So that might give a little bit of a cushion. But if all of this comes together, if revenue expenditure continues to exceed target, if the government wants to meet its fiscal deficit target, then maybe the capital expenditure, which is what is driving growth right now in the economy, might need to be reduced, which is not great news for the economy. So overall, the next five months has a lot of importance for the economy. And with the elections around the corner, all eyes are on the government and how it manages its finances. But on that note, thank you so much for watching.